Hey friends, this is Jamie and welcome to this episode of The Real Mom Podcast. Today I'm talking to Jessica Matheson, who is a foster, adoptive, and biological mom. And we had such a great chat talking about birth order and pregnancy and foster care, saying yes to teenagers and what it means to be a good mom. I loved this chat with her. She just shared her family with us, shared her heart, shared her story. We had such a great conversation, and I know you're going to love it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Real Mom Podcast. Hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I have loved following you for a couple of years on Instagram and and just love learning from you and watching your journey. So I'm happy to chat with you and connect with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Good. Well, all right, let's start with the details. Can you tell us about your family? Yes. So we have two daughters through foster care who are 17 and 12. And then we have a bio son who just turned two and we have a bio little girl on the way due in October and okay, married due in October. Roy. So how yes. far along are you? I'll be 20 okay, weeks. Do the back. I'll be 20 weeks math. this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I'm almost halfway there. Yeah. All right. How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, I feel way better than I did. <laughs> That's what I keep telling <laughs> people because the first trimester this time was so much harder than last time around. Oh, so was I was it? just feeling really rough. I never like was getting sick or anything, but I just felt bad and yeah. was nauseous and just off and like smell aversions and food uh. aversions. Like it was just bleh. So, and you know, of course, super tired, but I feel way better now. I have a lot more energy, like I'm kind of able to live like normally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends is pregnant right now. And she was just like, for the first time, oh, and she yeah. was like, I am so tired all the time. And I'm like, your body is creating a human being I know. right now. <laughs> I feel like we minimize it. But right. It's like, like, oh, well, I'm pregnant. Your like, body's working really hard. Exactly. It's doing something miraculous. <laughs> right. Okay. So as I see you're pregnant, you have a two-year-old, the age gaps and all that, can you like invite us into that? Like who came first and what's the journey there? Okay. So we have just been foster parents for three years. So, and we became foster parents before we became biological parents. Okay. So we had a placement of like a sibling group for our very first placement. Oh my gosh. And they threw they you were, before parenting. Yes. It was foster placement. They were like, let's so just throw you we right had in. Three kids. Yeah. And that was something. And then we took some time off because we were moving and not like crazy move. Like it was like across town, but you know, okay. we we're moving. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs with that. So, and in that time, right after they left was when I got pregnant with our son and we had had like an infertility journey. So it was like expected, Mm. but not expected, you know? So we were like, whoa, okay. And we had always said that we would foster, like we would continue to foster if I got pregnant. But at that point when there weren't any kids in the house, I was like, I got nervous. And my husband was like, no, we said we're going to do this. (laughs) So we took some time off. And then our 17-year-old came to live with us, but she was 15 at the time. And then I had my son like three months after she came. And then we not took time off, but we like were kind of just chilling, maintenance man. And then we wanted to open up our home again. And she had wanted a sibling. Okay. And so we opened up our home again. 
last summer and that's when the 12 year old came. Okay. So yeah. And then now I'm pregnant again. <laughs> All right. So I have a bunch of things to rewind to in that <sighs> mind. Can you invite us into, you said you had an infertility journey. Can you invite us into that a little bit? What was that? Sure. Like? Yeah. I don't mind talking about that at all. Okay. So basically it wasn't like this, like 10 years, but it was still like, you know, longer than that whole year mark that they give you of like when it's normal to conceive or whatever, it was almost two years that it took. So my husband and I had always talked about having kids and we had always thought that we would have some biological kids before we entered into foster care. But then I wasn't like my, I was having some women's health issues And so that was like, what was a big part of like preventing us getting pregnant? He was fine. Like he got checked out. He was fine, but I was having like some issues. So there were just a lot of different things in that. Like there was a lot of questioning, a lot of doubting, a lot of sadness and sorrow. Yeah. And in the middle of that, you know, I just felt like, okay, I just kind of, we both had this feeling of like, it's going to happen, but we don't know when. Okay. And obviously it's going to look different than we thought it was. So when we were introduced to the foster care crisis and like began to understand kind of what was happening in our own backyard, it was like, you can't unsee it. Mm. But with all of the fertility stuff, like we never did any kind of treatment or anything. Like we just didn't really feel a peace about that. But I did have like a procedure. Like it was like one of those things where like, I just wasn't like, well, like it wasn't just like, oh, it's not working. Like Like, I like literally was having like very painful, like Mm. cycles and stuff like that. And like, it was horrible. So, and because we were trying like all the different things that like doctors would recommend, like, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm trying to have a baby. Like, like, and you know, like it was like, well, that's not going to make me feel any better. Or like, it was like a contraceptive, like answer and I was like well no that's so right like that's that's kind of like not the goal here right right. basically like the Lord kind of brought me like on a journey of healing like physically emotionally mentally all Mm. those things and honestly like having my son like kind of brought to completion a lot of the physical healing and like I've been like fine since and my cycles have been fine and wow we were able to conceive like really easily with this one and wow so so it's what like, was it like? We're just totally different. <laughs> sure, you're in a completely different place. What was it like to then kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, like pull the trigger and be like, okay, yeah. you know, we've always wanted to foster. We thought that it would go in a different order, but we're just going to move forward with this. So for us, we actually had always wanted to adopt. Okay, and then learned about foster care. We were like. Oops. So you've said Not a couple oops, times, like learned about foster care foster. or became like, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. was there like, like a what moment? Yeah. yeah. So basically in our church, we, there's like a thriving, like community of families. Oh, foster. wow. That's amazing. So, and like, it's kind of like been that way over the last, I don't know, five, six years or something, maybe okay. a little longer, Where but like you? really picked up. We live in Athens, Georgia. The okay. church we go to is in a little town outside of Athens called Watkinsville small town. And so we had seen other people doing it. And then we went to a conference that's put on by a local ministry that supports foster and adoptive families. Mm -hmm. And like, you know how you have to get your like credits and stuff for continuing education stuff to keep your licensing or whatever. So they, they put that on and like for foster parents, they can get hours with it. Other people can just come just to get information. Okay. So we came as like these people, like, I don't know. We don't know why we're here. Go and learn something. Right. It's free. Like, you know, 
so we went and we were like, whoa, like wow. completely like overwhelmed. Like it was like drinking from a fire hose. We're like that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. lot, but we just kind of looked at each other. Like I like leaving the parking lot of our church. And we were like, what'd you think? Well, what'd you think? You know? yeah. <laughs> and like, kind of like debriefing. Cause we had kind of like divided and conquered to go to different breakouts. And so we haven't been together like the whole day. We just been together for like the main parts. And my husband was like, I feel like maybe we need to foster. And I was like, me too. Wow. So we have these like care teams. That's again, through that local ministry of like care teams that are set up through local churches that support foster families. So yeah. like bring meals, pray, all that kind of stuff, mentor, babysit, transportation. And so we started serving on a care team. And it was like some friends, it was people that we kind of already knew. And we were like, oh, they're like normal and they're doing it. Like they're not like super human. That is so true. Just that, oh, they're normal. (laughs) We're like, oh, maybe we could do like, maybe this isn't crazy. And yeah, so it kind of all snowballed from there. Like after serving for a while, we were like, okay, like we should like actually pursue this. So like from actually like going to that conference and getting licensed and all that, it was like a, like a, probably like a little more than a year. Cause you know, it takes forever to do all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So now you have your license and it's like, all right, we're going to move forward with this sibling group comes. Tell me about like, what age group did you think you were going to be open to? And tell me about becoming <laughs> a parent to a 15 okay. year old. I mean, you're like my age or younger. Yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. Okay. So we, oh gosh. Okay. So we were like, oh, we'll take like little kids. And, you know, we thought, so we have like a crib in oh our my house. Gosh. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we need a new bed. <laughs> Yeah. Like we were like, oh, we'll take little kids. Like that can't be too hard. And then we got this call for like, I think we'd said up to five or six or something. Okay. And then we get this call for like a 10, eight and seven year old. And we were like, and I'm like me, I have this like thing, like my knower, you know, like when you feel like, you know, something and my husband's like more like logical, but I like feel it, you know? Sure, sure. And I'm like, and I was like, I think we're supposed to say yes. And he was like, Uh, no we're not so it took a minute to get convincing but we had like some time to think about it because they just didn't really have a lot of options so they were like well if you like are willing to think about it we can have them go to an emergency place and like you can let us know so we actually were able to like buy a little time because he was going out of town for like a business trip and we were like we could not take them right now like we don't have furniture and like he's going out of town like i'm not doing that by myself right right, right. we're gonna need y'all to wait but yeah so it was just like honestly it was just like the holy spirit just told us to do it so we did it (laughs) so like i mean and now like we just laugh because we're like whatever i mean (laughs) like i mean we obviously like now it's a little different because we do have bio kids so we're trying to like i have a two-year-old i'm not gonna take a two another two-year-old right now like right like just no, but you know, I mean, so our like boundaries and you know, what we're open to all that is kind of just changed with our life stage. Cause at that point we didn't have any kids in the house. And like, I'm a former elementary school teacher. So I was like, well, I have a lot of experience with this age of kids. <laughs> it was a little different having them in my house yeah. and it was a little different and with, trauma. Them with trauma background, just, right. just a tad different, but still, you know, it was like, well, I mean, I like I've taught for how long, like <laughs> right, a little right. prideful, but you know, so, so okay. Give me yeah. one lesson that carried you through first time placement, first time parenting. Like what was it that your heart locked into? 
I think just knowing that like God told us to do it. So Mm. like, I mean, we weren't, obviously we weren't in it for the money. We weren't in it for like looking good in front of our peers. Like, Oh, look, like we're fostering. Like, I mean, obviously the flesh can creep in and that happens sometimes where you're like, look what I'm doing, but that's not the actual motive, you know? Yeah. So I think it was just like knowing like God told us to do it because there were moments where we were just like, I can see why people don't do this or do it once and then don't do it ever again. Like, you know, and they talked about that in that conference that we went to of how like that ministry that we are served by and like also kind of served with, like they really want to break the whole one and done cycle of like families Mm. that do it and aren't really prepared or aren't supported and like completely overwhelmed is awful. And then they're like, well, we're never doing that again. Yeah. So we didn't want to be those one and done people. And we really felt like this was kind of like what we were called to like in our marriage and like as our family, like this is our mission. It was like, this is our thing. Yeah. We didn't know that this was going to be our thing, but it is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What about practically also? Like, what did you learn in that? You know, like you said, you have tons of experience with kids, like, okay, kids in your home with trauma, like this is how I can next time be more prepared for the kids needs. (laughs) Well, I mean, definitely like not being afraid to ask for help Mm. because I am like a, I'm like a super capable person and I like can get a lot done and, you know, I just kind of boom, 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 whatever. And like move through tasks quickly, but like, I was drowning. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's like the story of a foster parent's life. Like you're like drowning or treading water, but like, you know, so I was just like, okay, I need to ask for help. So like, even though we had a care team, like there was still like this kind of this community of people who kind of like knew the kids and kind of knew their situation. There was like a counselor at their school who was a believer who like was trying to start some foster care stuff, like ministry at her church. And so she was like, we can help you too. So like wow. we were getting two meals a week. So I was like, yes, please. Like, you know, like, amazing. Just, like, I was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, don't let me cheat you out of a blessing. Like, yeah. yes, please, <laughs> I will receive that, you know? So just not being ashamed to like, ask for help or receive help when people offer it. And like, that's going to carry you through because you cannot do it all. Sure. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk about parenting a teenager when you are just kind of like <laughs> thrown into it. What yes. has that been like? Well, it's been an adventure and she's honestly incredible. We love her so much. That's awesome. So, I mean, yeah, we just adore her, but I mean, I think it just comes like, in some ways you're like, Oh, like no one understands how I feel because like my peers do not have teenage daughters. Like they have two year olds and that's it. Like, yeah, exactly. So like, like no one's going to be like, Oh, well with my daughter, cause they do so not true. It, it changes your so, community. So like, we have a foster and adoptive small group at our church. And so that's helped because like there's people who are older in there who have teenagers and just Mm. because they're not like foster, like they still have teenagers and like, there's a lot of things that like foster or not like teenagers are just teenagers. So just kind of taking the like mystique out of it all, because I think we were super intimidated at first and like, you know, that movie instant family. Yeah. So, you know, where they were like, Oh my gosh, teenagers, sex and drugs. And like, we totally were thinking the same thing of like, Oh my gosh, like how could we? And then like, she came over to meet us and we were like, Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like, 
Yeah, you're just she's, a kid. She's not like, yeah, like she's not scary. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> like and it, it's just a kid, like who needs help? Like, you know, like, right. I mean, so it just kind of like took like the scariness out of it of like, yeah. And then like trying to remember sometimes like if I'm like, is this foster stuff or just normal teenage stuff? And then I'm right. like, oh, I did this, <laughs> you know, when I was a teenager. And so just kind of trying to normalize and like, okay, let me like calm down. <laughs> but yeah, asking for help with that too. And just. Honestly, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. (laughs) How do you, how would you answer someone who asked about, you know, you didn't have your bio kids then Mm -hmm. or your one and a half? Yes, (laughs) I know. (laughs) But what would you just say to someone? I get the question a lot about birth order and protecting birth order and all of that. What are your thoughts on that? Even though it's a little bit different for you because it's not like you had your two-year-old and accepted, but Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on fostering, adopting out of birth order? So I think that like, you don't want to put like limitations on what God can do because we were really scared. Like we were really nervous. Like we're like 15. Like, I mean, we said maybe 10, like, you know, so like, right. And we're like, uh, what are we going to do? Try to drive. Like, you know, like we're just thinking like all these things of like, what? And just like, that's scary. But like, I think you just have to, honestly, you have to be able to like, know what God is telling you to do and not be afraid of it. And even if you are afraid of it, do it anyway, if he's telling you to do it. So like for us, like our son, like he is our firstborn, like biologically, but he's not our first and he's never going to be the oldest. Yeah. 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 Even though he's the, like, you know, and like, and so with her, like, and with future foster stuff, like when we were opening up our home again last summer, we did get a call for a girl who was like her age. And we were like, mm, no. Isn't like, that funny? So it was like protecting birth order. Yeah. In that yeah. sense. Right. Yes. So like, it just kind of depends on the situation and kind of like, you know, I think it's sure. just kind of like case by case, moment by moment. Okay. Like what's the goal in this in this situation, like, am I like, what am I trying to preserve or protect here? Right. And is it like a self-preservation thing or is mm. it like a wisdom thing? You know? Yeah. That's so, a good question. Like, so, like, in, like with that situation last summer, like we were being wise, like we're like, no, we're not going to bring another 16 year old, like, you know, or 17 yeah. year old. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so, I said 17, but she just had a birthday. She's 18. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I can't even think. Yeah. So I love the distinction you just made right there between like protection, self-preservation and this, even like, even when we're trying to protect our kids, it can still be this, just like, I want to control. I want to come in and protect rather than wisdom. How do you guys sort through when it's one and when it's the other? I think we look at like our heart motives and like, was it like a gut reaction of like, Oh no, way I am I doing do that. that? Right. Like, or is it like, well, let's be realistic. Like, could we actually do that right mm. now? Like let's think about what we already are doing. And like, could we really do that? Maybe we can't. And we're going to have to say no, because we cannot do that. We know that we cannot offer what they need. Sure. Like, and that's like a humility thing because you want to be like, I mean, I think a lot of foster parents battle with that savior mentality of like, oh my gosh, I will take all the children. And they need me. There's a kid right there who needs me. Yeah. Like, but like you can't like the fact that like you're fostering at all 
is making a difference. Mm-hmm. But I think that like most foster parents like wish they could do more and want to do more because they do know about the gravity of the situation. Exactly. Right. You know? Like you said before, like once you see, you can't unsee. And so it right. feels like well, we're here and we have the space and we have to say yes. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know for us, one thing was we take the conversation, the meat of the conversation outside of the pressure of the decision being made. Right. And so like, we know what we think we can do outside of it. And so I'm like, you talked about the gut and the head and like, I'm gut. I'm like, there's a kid sitting there. They need us. We need to do this. Well, we already had this conversation about what we think is Mm -hmm. best for our family, what we can handle. So the wisdom discussion already happened then, which means if both of us in the moment feel like, led by God outside of that wisdom thing. We're like, Oh, this is God. Like this isn't inside of our realm. We Mm -hmm. should go with this, but we're not doing the head stuff in the moment Mm -hmm. where my gut Mm -hmm. is getting out of the, like getting in the way. We already did the head discussions. We already talked about what our family can handle. Mm-hmm. Cause it's hard. I think that like God puts people together who are like gut and head. Oh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> we have to even each you other cannot out. Have both. <laughs> My husband's always like, this makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, yes, every decision we've ever made makes you uncomfortable. You're like, Yeah. Which is why we should do it. Duh. Right. And I would like <laughs> dig us into a hole all the time with everything. Yes. And so like, we need each other. We need that push and pull. That's so good. <laughs> so, all right. Now you are really in the thick of parenting. 18 year old, 15 year old, two year old pregnant. I mean, how do you be a faithful mom to that? A good mom in that train? Like, what does it look like now for you just momming? Like, foster care is certainly a part of it, but take foster care out of it, even of like, what does it look like for you (sighs) to wrestle with being a good mom? So I think it's funny that you asked this question because I actually was just talking to one of my very best friends and we've had conversations about this and like, it's actually, and it's actually come up in a book I'm reading too about motherhood that a friend of mine wrote. Motherhood Without All the Rules by Mm. Maggie Combs. It's not even a fostering book. It's just about motherhood. Okay. And she talks about how we don't need to be like good moms. We need to be a holy mom. Mm. And one of my best, and then the conversation with my best friend, like when I was struggling with something, she was like, take like the good mom voice like out of it like what is God asking you to do Mm. because in your mind you have these presuppositions about like what you think a good mom would do in this situation but maybe that's not what your kid needs Mm. like and I was like oh my gosh this is why she's my best friend but you know like (laughs) I was like you're right you know I was like it's like exactly what the Holy Spirit has been trying to tell me that I have not been listening to so it's like yeah. I mean, for me in this season, like it's like a daily thing because mm. I'm constantly battling of like, oh, like I, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like I should, 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 mm. should, should, like, why am I not doing more? Like, am I doing enough? And I think like, it's come down to like, am I being faithful? Like what you said, like, right. am I just being faithful with what I have right in front of me? And like trying to be responsible with like what the, the Lord's given me. And like there's seasons for when you can like go all in and I could be doing more, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you're also just kind of like maintaining, not in like a like a coasting sense, but no, sometimes but you're just like in that a, place where like you're just 15. doing the best you like, you're just doing the best you can. Like yeah. 
And like the Lord sees that. And like the Lord, like you, like you said, with the faithfulness, like, am I being faithful? Yes. Like, am I going above and beyond? And am I like a room mom and doing all these extra things that like maybe would make me look great or, you know, that make me feel better? Like, no, but <laughs> like, am I giving a hug? Am I praying for them? Am I loving them? Yes. Like, yeah, it's kind of, that's all I got. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I just read Love Centered Parenting by Crystal Payne and it was really good. And what I loved about it is it was all about this, like, like you're saying, being a holy mom, really like operating out of the love of Christ. Like I've been loved. And so I'm going to show love. Mm -hmm. And, but it also, this book, I felt like it inspired me to more. And I realized that that's what was such a gift about it, whether it was the way it was written or the way that I, that God is working in my heart right now of really being like content in this understanding that I can't do it all mm-hmm. and that I'm not going to be room mom and that like I have these limitations, yeah. but that there is like more and being inspired to it rather than yeah. being like condemned by it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, God, thank you so much for helping me see like, wow, this person is really strong in that. You know what? That's something that like I want to emulate and it being about like inspiration and emulation mm-hmm. and not comparison and condemnation. And right. Because I, like, like you can be encouraged to go like deeper and go further. Exactly. And that, like you said, it's totally different than just like, oh, I should do this. Like if I were a good Christian mom, I would be doing this. Exactly. You know? Right. Which and is think, where like I get stuck sometimes. And I, and I do too. And I think that's why I I realized it. I read this book and I didn't feel that way. And at first mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this book is really written that way. And I do think that's part of it. But then I was like, oh God, I think this is something you're doing in me that mm-hmm. I can like see what the next step is of what it looks right. like to be faithful with that next step and, and be like, oh God, please help me to get there, but not feel this like weight. Like, of, oh, I better like figure this yeah. out. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. all the people and all the good things they're doing are for me. Like, no, Mm -hmm. they're not (laughs) like that Mm -hmm. person does good things in that way, in (laughs) that place. And, oh, this person over here, or this, this thing that I see God wants me to fight for. Like I can see that and pray for that and not feel like condemned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by it. Yes. So tell me what your teenagers, what their relationship with your two-year-old and even just your pregnancy Mm -hmm. are. They're like, they love, they love it. I mean, they're super excited. I mean, like they both are really good with kids. So they like think it's super fun. And it's really fun to see like their relationship with our little one. And like, they think that like a baby is super exciting. And yeah, so they, they are super, super thrilled. It's cute. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me something that you are loving about motherhood right now. Ooh. And then if Honestly, it's easier, you can, you can do the other, the opposite as well. Tell me something that's uh, hard about motherhood okay. right now. <laughs> that won't be hard. No, I, right now with our son, like he is just so much fun. Like I said, like I was a former teacher, so I was an elementary school teacher. So I had a lot more experience with kids. Like they were like more grown up, like, you know, <laughs> like could write their name and they could read and stuff. So I had like done some childcare stuff and like nursery and things like that. Did some preschool stuff, but it's been a very long time. So I just haven't had as much experience with like the baby stage. Yeah, so, like, the getting to watch him grow and learn, like is so fun. Like he talks mm-hmm. so much and like, 
we just love like having conversations with him. Like it's so fun. Like he talks to us. We're like, you're a real person. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know. It's just really cool. So it's just really cool to like see the light bulb go off with him and see him learn things. And then with like our daughters, like it's neat when we see like God do something in their heart that Mm. like we couldn't have done. We're like, that was was you Lord. So that's really cool. What's hard? I think what's hard is that we do have like such a weird, like crazy age range stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's like we've got 18, 12, 2, and then the baby. Like, so, you know, when people will talk about how, like, with the younger years, it's all like so physical and you're so physically tired, but with the older years, you're like yeah. emotionally tired. I'm like, well, we have both. So I'm just always and tired like in both all for the first the time. It's not even like you were like eased into it. It's like right, thrown right. into. It's not like we were like seasoned parents and then we we're like, no, right. Let's do yeah. So that's hard. Sure. <laughs> but God, God gives us grace and new mercies every morning. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you say a sentence like that. And then you're like, but God gives grace and new mercies. Like you just have to keep putting that on. Like, I mean, yeah, how else would I do it? Yeah. This is too much, but also God gives grace and new mercies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Constantly reorienting to that. All right. So let's shift gears. I want to talk about you just as a person. What are you doing, eating, reading, watching, and listening to? So yes. what's your thing recently? What are you doing? Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm leaving my job and I'm starting a new job. Oh gosh. So like there's this minute, there's a ministry that I've been working on for several years. It's like in the process of becoming a nonprofit. So I'm okay. like the director of it. Oh, wow. So that is very exciting. Oh, well, from one director <laughs> to doing. another, it is, it's a job. <laughs> it oh, yeah. The whole so, thing. It yep. will consume your life and your mind and yes. your heart in the best yes. and hardest ways. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm super excited about that's that. That's amazing. It's been like something that's been like on the side for a while. And now the Lord's just kind of propelling it forward. And he's like, no, it's going to be like the thing. So um, I'm very excited about oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm excited for you. It's, yeah. it's just like the greatest of gifts and joys. Yeah. So very grateful. And then what's the next one? Eating? Yeah. What are you eating? Like everything. Well, I mean, Um, you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, honestly, like for real, the first trimester, like I said, I was like struggling. So now that I'm not struggling so much, I just want to eat it all. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of eating everything. I love Mexican when I'm not pregnant. Still love it right now. I also really love burgers when I'm pregnant. So yeah. I mean, everything. Isn't it funny you have like pregnancy foods? Like, I for sure certain things that you're like, I just want this all the time. Like, now, (laughs) yeah, now, yeah. All right, what are you reading? You gave us a book before reading it. Yeah, so that was, yeah, Motherhood Without All the Rules. I just finished reading the Mark of the Lion series by Francine Rivers. Yeah, and I had not read them before. I tried to get into them like a long time ago and like just could not. And I guess it just wasn't the right time because this time I really got into them and I love them. Yeah. The characters are really good. And they, well, there, there were just so many and diff- lots of like back and forth and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. what is happening? And when I first read it like 10 years ago or something, <laughs> I was trying to get into it and it just, I don't know, maybe I wasn't mature enough. I don't know, but I really liked them this time. And I just finished the last one, I think like last week or the week oh, before. Oh yeah. So. They're fun. Yeah. So yeah, right now I'm trying to read more fiction because sometimes I just need a brain break between like learning things all the time, like with nonfiction stuff. So I've, I've, I'm reading some fiction stuff more. Yeah. I feel like it's like practicing rest. 
Yes, like, it even helps though it's very I, active, I do it before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, your body's at rest, and then when you mm-hmm. choose fiction, like you can just rest. I'm just like in bit. another world. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you. Know? Yeah, <laughs> but it's yep. not I'm trying to prioritize my real it. life, so that's nice. <laughs> I definitely had this like, let me consume as much information for my soul, for my children, for my work at all times, and it was like. Oh my goodness. Even my times where I'm sitting down, I'm not allowing rest. It's still yeah, just about like very true. doing and learning and being. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've prioritized fiction a bunch too recently. It's fun. That's awesome. It's like That's a good so priority. You're like, Oh yes. I like this. Like, I should this be so fun. for myself that are fun. Yes. <laughs> All right. What are you watching? I'm always rewatching Downton Abbey. Oh, really? I absolutely love it. But then my husband and I just found this show. It's actually on YouTube called worth it it's like a buzzfeed production mm. like it's like a food show oh, and I these two it. guys go around to different restaurants and they tr- like they have like a burrito one and a taco one and they try something at three different price points and then they say which one was oh worth my it. gosh it's so, so good and they're only like 15 minutes oh. so if we like quote binge it we watch like three episodes it's still like not even an hour yeah, of yeah, our yeah. Lives. like like so like it'll be like the one dollar price point two dollars three dollars oh, so price fun. point or whatever it is so fun. Yeah. So we, we just have really enjoyed that because we just need something light. And yeah. yeah, we yeah. Can just put on when we just want to like veg at the end of the day and we don't watch a ton of TV. So we're like, Oh, we finally found a show that we, oh, fun. That we like. Yeah. That's what I, that's my thing with my nine-year-old. He loves to cook and he loves like reality shows. Oh, so like we watch, so we'll have to watch it. Yeah. It's really good. It's oh, really fun. Good. Okay. And what are you listening to? lots of worship music mm, so what's yeah, your favorite like how i get through the day <laughs> yep i so many like honestly sometimes i like go back to like old school stuff like that i listened to when i was growing up that i like used to laugh at my parents for listening to and then now i'm like oh man it You're is like, my so soul good. needs that yeah for real so like i've been, i listen to like a lot of like gospel like i listen to cc wine and oh my Franklin. gosh I but then i also like love carrie underwood's hymns album like it is so good i mean her voice is amazing house fires pat barrett I listen to a lot of different stuff. Fun. So yeah, Elevation I, Worship. I like their stuff a lot. You just yeah. like inspired me to go back and listen to the Winans, which I probably oh, have not heard in like let me tell you, 25 Cece years. Winans, she had, well, she has a new live album. Oh, no way. And I've been listening to it so much. And she, she has this one album, I think it's called Throne Room. It's like from the 90s. Like, and I just like tell the Google to play that like <laughs> probably like once every couple of weeks. And I'm like, <sighs> Yes, Lord. Yeah. So good. So great. So good. I'm like, oh, I do this. Jess, it was so fun to connect with you. I'm just so grateful that you're willing to just share your family, share your heart, share your wisdom with us. So I really appreciate just your openness, your humility and and you. So thanks for being with us today. Of course. It was so much fun. Thanks, Jess. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Real Mom Podcast. You can find us in all the places realmompodcast.com for our landing page where we'll connect you to the guests and all the links and info from this episode on facebook search real mom podcast and on instagram at real mom podcast thanks for listening you are the light.